presentation of Sports Talk Radio. It's this man. It's the compassion. It's the it's the dignity. It's the wisdom. It's the it's the horse sense of the guy. You know what? This is crap. We're gonna stop this. I can't stand it. Run it again. Huddle up and run it again. We're rolling now. <laughs> I think so. Microphones are on. Marker eight ten go. The Eggies. Merrill for the lead. He's got it. The Jazz. Schools. Also going to take it on the quarterback draw. He's to the 30, the 25, makes the move to the 20, 15, 10, 5. He's into the end zone. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Number four of my best non-sports sports. Wife carrying. I beg your pardon? It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and A.J. Selvison. Because what you're really saying when you're using all this blabberish is, A.J., you were right and I was wrong. That's what I'm hearing from you. 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Hey, welcome on into The Fan. Eric Franson here on the Full Court Press. John Russell will be joining in next hour. Another former Full Court Press alum will be joining me later this hour. Uh, And a couple different things we want to get through. Some big news. It's now been confirmed officially by Utah State that Mason Foslip, the Skyview standout, is changing his commitment and will be coming to Utah State. Uh, so joining me at about 4.30, Hurricane John Newbold called the play-by-play throughout Mason's career, both football and basketball. And so uh, we'll get his perspective on the type of player that Mason is and how he could help Utah State basketball. Um, and uh, going to get his some of his recollections on uh, what type of player Mason was and how he might fit in. Uh, to what's going on with the Aggies. So stay tuned for that. That's coming up a little bit later on this hour. Uh, and then next hour, uh, John Russell will be joining me. Uh, we'll look back at the weekend that was. Now that the uh, week is officially done, uh, week 10 is officially done for the NFL, uh, some real surprises, some some duds, um, some shockers mixed in there uh, as well. Uh, and then um, kind of a surprise. Uh, I guess it shouldn't have been a surprise for uh, for a lot of people what happened last night, but still a little bit of a surprise for me what happened with the 49ers and the Rams. Um, after a, a lot of teams in the AFC were having such a great run through the first seven or eight weeks, now all of a sudden these last few weeks, the, all those top teams are losing. So uh, we'll... We'll get into that. Jazz with a big game tonight against the Philadelphia 76ers. Looking to get back on track. Team has lost four of the last five. Uh, I don't believe Rudy Gay is going to be available tonight, but he's getting a lot closer. Um, How much of a difference will that make for the Jazz having him available? Um, uh, But the Sixers also kind of uh, struggling a, a bit as well. Because um, uh, that, that's a team that started out okay and have uh, run into a few issues themselves. They've lost four in a row. So two franchises that had expectations of being much better than they are right now looking for some answers. 
um, and to trying to get the things corrected. So we can preview that in the big TNT game tonight for the Utah Jazz. Thankfully, one of the few games I get to watch uh, with no AT&T Sportsnet on Dish Network. Uh, also, if you want to chime in, you want to weigh in on the events of the day or the topics that are going on, we'd love to hear from you on our Guild Mortgage text line, 435-339-0321 to weigh in. Uh, share your opinion, your thoughts, your uh, disappointments, whatever it may be. Uh, we'll also get into the stat that blew our minds coming up later on in the show today. And uh, each of us will award a player of the week. Um uh, speaking of the Guild Mortgage text line, we will be doing our show live at Guild Mortgage tomorrow afternoon. So uh, stop by, say hi. They always treat us well, and they're always gracious to host us and to provide goodies for those who stop by and visit. Uh, we are going to be providing tickets to see Utah State take on Wyoming in the uh, the, the season finale, the, at least the home season finale for Utah State. Uh, so if uh, you don't have tickets yet, there are a lot of seats available, but we're going to make it easy for you to win tickets to go see Utah State coming up this uh, Saturday night. So stay tuned for details on that. We'll be there at uh, at 4 o'clock live on location. Remember, it's on the second floor in their conference room. You have to go up the stairs and then hang a right, and uh, we're just right close there you you can't miss us when we get in there so love to to interact with the audience and say hi and and uh, have you guys uh stop in and, and say hello we always love to do that so put that on your calendar pay attention to that uh love to have you stop by and say hi uh and even get a chance to win stuff so we'll have stuff to give away and uh certainly the the folks at guild mortgage usually chip in and have a few things up their sleeves as well to hand out so stay tuned for that coming up tomorrow um, a couple of different things uh, mentioned at the top there, at the, the top of the show, and it is official now. And we've heard this rumor. Uh, we we heard that it was going to happen, but uh, it's Utah State University making it official that uh, Mason Falslive is uh, changing his commitment and is going to be coming to Utah State to play basketball. Uh, six foot. What six foot three, six foot four, um, and uh, he was a, a shooting guard, uh, athletic, aggressive, physical, um, but uh, not afraid to take it to the rim and and play aggressive. So uh, great to see him uh, stay in Cache Valley. He's currently serving a mission uh, in Brazil, but uh, when he comes back, originally committed to Utah. Uh, but now has decided to stick around and, and stay here. So that's uh, big news for Coach Ryan Odom and his staff. And coming up about 4.30, we'll have a conversation with Hurricane John Newbold, who called the play-by-play of the Skyview Bobcats uh, during Mason's run, which was a really successful run, winning uh, in football and basketball, was recognized as the MVP in both football and basketball uh, from our Cash Valley Media Group uh, group of uh, voters that uh, put our own uh, uh, selections together for uh, for Region 11. So definitely a very dynamic uh, player in what he's able to do on the court. So uh, that'll be fun to have that conversation with Hurricane John Newbold here in a little bit about uh, his thoughts about Mason Falslip. A uh, couple other things uh, that kind of stand out um, – 
that uh, looking at a couple different publications now, like Virginia Tech has uh, is parting ways with their head coach. We know Washington, Washington State, LSU, USC. It's it's becoming a long list of coaches getting fired mid-season. It, I'll be honest, I I don't recall so many coaches being let go so early in the seasons. I mean, we still have a couple of weeks of regular season football to be played. And um, it, it's just they're, they're throwing in the towel, uh, TCU, uh, Texas Tech. I mean, there's a lot of Power Five programs that uh, are, are letting go of their coaches. And so it begins the rumor mill and the speculation and who may be going where. Uh, but I will say this. I, I didn't look everywhere. I didn't look at every list that's out there. But I did look at several I did not see Blake Anderson's name as a potential candidate for some of these places. Um, however, that being said, as we talked about yesterday, these types of openings create domino effects uh, from coaches going from one place to another. Sometimes a, a coordinator gets elevated, and that doesn't necessarily create a, a, a cascade of different decisions and uh, people moving around, but Often a head coach comes from you know the uh, more significant program. They want an already proven head coach, and so and that creates a bit of a domino effect. But um, I've heard the rumor that's out there that Washington State may be interested in him, but um, he doesn't appear to be at least not on uh, very high on on several of these lists. But I couldn't blame any program from wanting to look at Blake Anderson for what he's doing and has done so far in, in less than one year at Utah State. Uh, 9463 weighing in on our Guild Mortgage text line. Color me impressed by Blake Anderson and his crew. So cool. For the team who was quite literally the worst program in the country last year and legitimately skipping games to being 8-2 and two this year is nothing short of miraculous. How long is he going to stick around? Yeah, great question. Uh, hopefully for a long time, uh, but it's impossible to know. Uh, I, I look. I just don't see him as the type of guy that's just going to turn and burn. That he'll just show here one year and then pack his bags off to the next opportunity. Um, hard to know, but uh, those are r- impossible to know, really. He was at Arkansas State for a long time and looked like he was content to stay there for uh, for a long time until his wife got sick and, and passed away and he just needed a change. Um, but you know, it's a very different situation now. But um, he had, what, has been recently remarried. Uh, but it's hard to know. It's really hard to know what what motivates him and how long he plans to stay here. But by all accounts... He and his family enjoy it here. They love it here, and uh, he's finding success here. The community has embraced him, and uh, certainly the team has. So hopefully he stays. Hopefully he sticks around for a little while. But if he's gone in a matter of a few short years, no one should feel bad about that. Uh, look, he That should be a celebration of him as a coach and what he was able to do at this place and a calling card to any other coach that, look, you can come here and do what he did, it's not impossible. And there's actually now several coaches have done that in the modern era. 
9952 weighing in. Can't judge a college coach until his recruits are playing. Coaches shouldn't be courted until three to five years of success. That's a really good point. Um, uh, because uh, part of the knock on Matt Wells was that he was uh, enjoying the fruit from the trees that were planted by Gary Anderson, but the, but Matt Wells was able to continue to cultivate that garden, if we're going to keep using that uh, metaphor. And uh, he, he did have some down years, but he rebounded quickly and uh, only had one season where they did not go to a bowl game. And so, um, yeah, that's, uh, that is a very good statement that you know, generally to get a good assessment of who a coach is and what he can do in the full scope of what a coach does, you need to give him three to five years to see what he does with recruits. Now, Blake has already proven he's a great recruiter in keeping some great talented players here who had opportunities to leave, able to recruit and court numerous players from Power 5 programs to come to Logan. But uh, but you're right. We haven't really seen a full recruiting class with this coaching staff yet. A lot of that was last minute. There was a lot of turmoil all over college football Last year, after COVID, some teams played very little. There were a lot of restrictions. Are you going to get an opportunity here versus where you were before? So, yeah, you're right. We need to give Blake Anderson a little bit more time to show up on significant football radar uh, for major power players in college football. He's on, he's on a lot of people's radar now, and deservedly so. Uh, look at the turnaround in one year. There's only a few other programs across the country who have had the turnaround that Utah State has had. Michigan, Michigan State, and Northern Illinois, I believe, are the only others that have had as a significant turnaround from one year to the next as uh, what Blake Anderson's been able to do here in Logan. So, uh, But look, from what I have heard about this upcoming recruiting class, I'm hearing great things about what this coaching staff is doing, how they are pitching USU and getting athletes to commit here. Um, granted, I know we're still a few weeks away, a month away from the early signing period. It's getting close. Now that the regular season and playoffs are mostly done for high school football, um, a lot of these uh, commitments, it's a little bit easier to lock down now. Um, but because uh, they're less distracted by those things, as, as uh, maybe some of them are multi-sport athletes and getting into other things, but but still, for some of the things that I'm hearing, which granted is not a ton, but some of the things that I'm hearing is that this uh, coaching staff at USU is doing a great job uh, recruiting for the upcoming uh, future for Utah State, and, and it's been interesting too. For uh, for Blake and, and this coaching staff to go through a full season of the Mountain West to realize what type of athletes they need and, and what what do they really have? What do they have coming back based on the schedule that they play? What type of athletes do they need to get into the the positions to succeed? Uh, I think they've done a great job of figuring out how to uh, best put players in positions to succeed, uh, despite. Maybe what the head-to-head matchup might look like, but utilizing 
the, the, the skills, the talents, the strengths, the speed, whatever that cr- this current roster holds and maximizing of what they've got. But uh, it was very evident after uh, Boise and BYU that uh, Blake Anderson had uh, a different thought about the type of players he needs in the trenches for Utah State. And uh, that was going to uh, uh, be a key emphasis in recruiting. Uh, so, uh, anyway, but that's a great point, 9952, uh, about being a little bit more patient to see what a coach can do with players that he actually recruits and uh, how he coaches them and, and uh, uh, um, coaches them up and improves them and, and manufactures their skill, if that makes sense, uh, with what they do in the weight room and training and, and, all, and just general coaching. So it's a good point. Uh, 9463, weighing in. If you were able to place a $100 bet at the end of last year that the Utah State Aggies would have a better record in football than the Clemson Tigers for this season, you'd probably make close to twenty grand. Yeah, who, who, nobody saw that coming, especially not the end of last year. I, I get it after Coach Anderson was hired and maybe some things that in spring and then again in the fall, there was a sense that there was optimism and there was some excitement. Uh, I, I knew there would be improvement over last year. That wasn't hard. But to see just how successful they've been, uh, yeah, it's been incredible. And not uh, I know there have been a few out there who uh, before the season told me, hey, this saggy team, they're going to go eight and four. And I thought, boy, that's pretty pretty generous. But now that's not even looking that, – that was a conservative guess at this point with Utah State already at eight and two with uh, being favored and should be favored in their final two games and potential of uh, maybe even hosting the conference title game. So, yeah, phenomenal job by this coaching staff. Uh, but what they've been able to do – with the players who were already here, mixing in some new talent, um, some new recruits, some transfers, the super seniors managing all of that and uh, putting last year behind them and the way that was handled, coming in at a very difficult time. It's been very, very impressive what this coaching staff has done. Uh, and speaking of making do with what you have, uh, one thing that I didn't get to yesterday that I wanted to play today uh, Utah State has had to be a little bit of a makeshift on what they do on the offensive line. Jacob South went down to injury again on Saturday, and uh, Coach Anderson gave a bit of an update on on his injury status and just kind of what they're doing to still make things work on that offensive front. I think he's definitely day to day. He we kind of have to prepare without him and, and, and be excited if we get him back. He he probably was the most significant. In terms of injuries during the game, um, everybody else looks like they're fine. I think he's gonna. It's gonna come down to game time decision for him, and, and can he be effective? You know, the great, great thing Cole Moltz is playing really, really well. He gave up one sack that turned into a fumble, but he played. He played very solid the rest of the game, especially late when we needed to run the ball in some areas. Had a couple pancakes and some really key blocks. Protected Logan. So I mean, as much as I'd love to have South back. I've been very, very pleased with how, how Cole has played, considering he was a tight end and, or something defensive end coming out of high school. So he's really developed well. So that's that's encouraging, and it's just day-to-day. And it's not season-ending, or it's not uh, too severe or serious. Uh, but um, 
that was one of the big questions with this team coming into the season. What was that offensive line going to look like, and what was the depth going to look like? And there's been times in this season where it has been really makeshift, and uh, it's been a, a struggle for some games. Uh, defenses key in on that have been coming through and beating up on Logan Bonner, but you know they're they're doing enough of what they need to do to help continue to establish a run game by protecting Logan Bonner enough to get the ball out and uh, allow the offense to to uh, stay aggressive. So um, it's a it's a good attitude that they've been able to uh, plug different guys in to make it work uh, to this point. All right, a quick timeout here in the Full Court Press. Love to continue to get your thoughts and your reactions on what's going on in sports. 435-339-0321 on the Guild Mortgage text line. Uh, coming up a little bit, we'll get into uh, news about Mason Falslev switching officially now from Utah to Utah State. Uh, we'll recap the NFL weekend that was with some of the surprises, and shockers, and disappointments from the weekend, uh, from Week 10 that's now been completed. And to the stat that blew our minds and our player of the week. It started out as free. But then they said it would only be a few cents a day. What you're hearing is real, and it may be happening to you. I pay for streaming video, then the cloud storage, then streaming audio. Where does it end? It ended up being a lot every month. This is the sound of nickel and diming syndrome. It's a real thing. It is a real thing. I just want to hear my music. Is that so wrong? There is hope. For millions of people, there's radio. Radio? Radio. With zero down and zero per month. Radio delivers all the news, music, and entertainment you want, when you want it, for free. No usernames, passwords, or Wi-Fi connections required. Here's my card number. It's 735 Shh. Don't speak. When you listen to local radio, you'll never need that. <laughs> this, is, this is so wonderful. Yes, it is. <laughs> the cure for nickel and diming syndrome. <laughs> oh, I could use a hug. It's radio. No subscription required. Hi, this is James Stevens with White Pine Funeral Services. As a thank you for your trust and support since we opened our doors one year ago, we are excited to host a holiday service featuring a Jay Richards ensemble. We extend a special invite to anyone who is missing a loved one as they celebrate this holiday season. All are invited to attend on Thursday, December 2nd at 7 p.m. with refreshments to follow. Please give us a call or visit whitepinefunerals.com for more information. White Pine Funeral Services, here when you need us most. Jim Bridger here. Of course I've got skis and boots, the best leather boots and Aspen skis a pelt can buy. Don't ski on old equipment. Al Sporting Goods has new ski and board equipment that you can rent for the entire season. Pick them up now and bring them back in May. Youth ski or snowboard rental, only $89. Adult ski or snowboard rentals, only $109. And right now, with every season ski rental, receive a free pass to Cherry Peak Resort. Don't wait. $89 and $109 ski season rental prices end soon. New ski equipment at Al's. Yeah, I heard you. I'm old, not stupid. I'm on my way. My part-time service in the Army National Guard makes it possible for me to be more for the community I call home. I'm a better neighbor because my service has taught me how important it is to be a team player. My training helps me in my classes when I give attention to detail to the task at hand. My service in the Army National Guard allows me to keep my country safe from threats. Learn more about how you too can live and serve part-time by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Utah Army National Guard. Aired by the Utah Broadcasters Association and this station. 
If you're thinking about getting engaged this holiday season, Essie Needham Jewelers is the place to shop for your diamond engagement ring. Essie Needham's has the largest selection of wedding rings in the area, including hundreds of styles in platinum, white gold, and yellow gold. We import diamonds direct from Antwerp, Belgium, which enables us to guarantee the best price on diamonds. We also offer the most complete warranty and services of any store in the state. Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7, where Utah gets engaged. Essie Needham Jewelers, middle of the block, at the sign of the clock. It doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Ah, that's lovely. Welcome back to the Full Court Press. Come back and uh, just as the cough wants to come on. Um, hey, uh, a few more things about the offensive line from Utah State. Now, Quazel White talked a little bit about that this week uh, as the we met with the media and said that um, th- this group is really coming together and uh, it, 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 forward is kind of a mishmash, right, uh, of guys who have been here a little while, guys who are coming up through the program, transfers who would come in. And so trying to get everybody together on the same page, that t- just t- takes time. And I get it. You have spring to do that. You have fall camp to do that. But still, over the course of a season, sometimes, uh, and even with injuries and, and depth, it just it takes a little bit of time to make sure it all meshes together as it should. And uh, Quazel White, earlier this week, talked a little bit about one of the reasons why things are improving on that offensive front is because they're communicating better and they're understanding what, what they're trying to communicate. Uh, just communication, uh, making sure everybody's on the same page. Uh, we have a lot of people in and out of some games. So um, as long as we have our communication and make sure everybody's on the same page, um, things will start coming together, trickling down together. Um, as you can see these past couple of weeks since Colorado state, um, they've, it's gotten way better. So, um, Keys to communication. Yeah, I agree, and that uh, that the line is doing a better job. Defenses. Um, San Jose was able to get some late hits on on uh, Logan Bonner. Some got penalized, some didn't. Uh, but uh, still, that offensive line is, I think, doing a better job of protecting their quarterback and continuing to create opportunities in the run game. Utah State's not blowing opponents away in the run game, but the they're committed to keeping a defense honest that there is that possibility that Utah State can can run the ball and has the opportunity to be explosive or soften things up in the middle. Uh, one other thing I thought I found that was interesting from Quazel White on uh, yesterday in his media availability was that this this team continues to play from behind. Uh, they get down, but they don't get out. It uh, doesn't really phase them, and uh, they find ways to keep coming back, and they find ways to keep winning on the road. They're a perfect 5-0 and on the road. To me, I feel like it just shows how we feel about each other as a team. Um, the the tightness, the, the, the relationships we all have with each other to go in, game in, game out, to be where we are through the adversity, through everything that we've been through. Um, it just shows how we are as a group. Um, we never give up. We always keep fighting, and and that's 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 what I love about this group so much. We've we've gone through a lot of things, a lot of adversity, and you never really see it come melting down. Um, 
whether whether offense messes up or makes it hard for defense or defense does that for offense, we we never get on each other. We always feel like we we have a fighting chance, and that's what I love about this team. It is a pretty special group, uh, and you consider how they how they do that. In fact, uh, Philip Paya on the defensive side, kind of echoing that and how this team just stays confident even if they get down by double digits. I mean, coming from Michigan, you know, we were always the team in the lead, and then there was those games where we were actually uh, trailing behind teams, but, like, you know, like, everyone's, like, confidence level from that point, it goes down. But being here, just being in that position of trailing, you know, like, there's no worry in my mind that I know our offense is going to be there for us and the defense is going to be there for the offense. So, you know, I feel like we really hold a strong bond with each other and we hold each other accountable. And again, I think that speaks volumes to what this coaching staff is doing uh, and how they're bringing everybody together. And success begets success. Uh, And when you start to see things work and get things rolling, you gain more confidence in each other and and, and support for each other, what they're doing, and listen to what the coaches are calling out and, and asking of you to do. So it's been a ton of fun. Uh, getting back to our Good Mortgage text line, uh, 2197 weighing in. Amazing job by Coach A. Not much depth at all and has achieved amazing results. Football future has never been greater. Once he gets more of his own players in here, the sky is the limit. We can be a top three G5 program. Ooh, I love that. A great trajectory. Uh, love to see what, what this coaching staff, who, who they bring in in this recruiting class, and uh, how that works out. Certainly, they've they've absolutely benefited from the super seniors and the uh, Power Five transfers that uh, have come in and filled significant roles. Now, they're not the only ones that are playing you know, significant roles and doing amazing things, but um, doing a great job and uh, doing amazing to see what they're able to do. So excited to see what that looks like in the future. Uh, five eight seven nine. Weighs in. Yes, thanks for the recognition on the correct Aggie football prediction. I watched all the Anderson backstory, coaching hires and transfer portal pickups, social media products and community involvement, including youth football camps. Had the juice and the verve <laughs> that displayed the massive potential for the season. It's beyond exceeded my expectations of an eight plus wins season. Uh, yeah, it's been it's been awesome. Incredible to see what what has happened in a very short turnaround for this coaching staff. Uh, 9952, hard to say the O-line is coming together based on Bonner's health. <sighs> yes, he has been hit, uh, and he gets knocked around a, a bit, but I, I think considering that was one of the biggest question marks for me coming into the season, that offensive line. And considering that and, and the depth concerns that were there, uh, the and the health, uh, I think considering those factors, that's why I feel like that off- offensive line is coming together and, and doing a pretty decent job there. I, I don't know. I, I have a hard time criticizing him. I, I know he gets hit, and too often they get through, but that's not all on the offensive line either. Uh, that Sometimes that's a quarterback holding the ball too long or not rolling out and being in the right place at the right time. Uh, two or excuse me, five two five three, weighing in. Not a knock on Coach Anderson, but didn't Matt Wells take us to the conference championship in his first or second year too? Uh, in his first year, yes, he did. 
Uh, I'm as optimistic as anyone else, but I want to see a few seasons of sustained success and improvement before I go all in. I'm excited about what I've seen from the team this year, but I want to make sure this is more than new coach excitement, but something with more longevity. Okay. Um, and I get that. I understand. Uh, some some Aggie fans find it hard to extend themselves too much because it, invariably that coach leaves. And then it hurts to see that coach go. But um, what Blake Anderson has done in his first year is undeniable and indisputable. Uh, and so I think it's worth celebrating and uh, worth getting excited about. And why can't we celebrate this year for the success that it is? Things uh, don't go well next year, then, yeah, maybe it's a different story. But each year is uh, kind of an, its own thing. So, But I understand. I, I do. But why not celebrate and be all in for this, this season? Uh, it's exciting. It's fun football. Uh, it, there's plenty of seats left on Saturday, so hopefully more people go and fill it up for senior night and to uh, – celebrate this season and how it's played out so far. A quick timeout here in the full court press. When we come back on the other side, big news for Utah State Aggie basketball fans and those who are fans of Skyview uh, Bobcats. Mason Falslov coming to the Utah State Aggies, switching his commitment to come uh, to Utah State and stay in Cache Valley. We'll talk to Hurricane John Newbold, who called the play-by-play for the Skyview Bobcats while Mason was an outstanding player there and uh, be reminded about what type of player he is and how he his, his skill level might translate to Division One basketball. We'll talk about that coming up next on the Full Court Press. It's that first kiss, that moment in time. This is Jarek from Jarek's Fine Jewelry. Everyone knows us as an engagement ring store, but not everyone knows about everything else we do. Custom design, our in-house laser jewelry repair. We offer fashion jewelry, charm bracelets, necklaces, earrings, birthstone jewelry, watches. We love people to just look and make a wish list. Stop in and say hi. Jarek's Fine Jewelry. Make it special. Make it Jarek's. The Karen Nielsen Guild Mortgage Team will help you find the loan to fit your life. Guild Mortgage offers hundreds of loan products for a wide variety of borrowers, including first-time home buyers, military families, and rural residents. Guild Mortgage also offers many state, county, and city housing programs that provide down payment assistance. At Guild, they work hard to deliver what matters most to you with the loan that fits your life. Call 435-294-2480 or Google Karen at Guild Mortgage. And MLS 3274 and 80226 equal housing lender. Want to set yourself apart from the competition? The new Leadership MBA at Utah State University will help you lead companies and drive change in your organization. You can attend in person in Logan on Thursday evenings or interactive online classes. Complete your MBA in as little as a year. Apply before December 1st, 2021 to be considered for a January 2022 start. Learn more at utahstatemba.com. That's utahstatemba.com. 
The holidays bring family, friends and parties and more. How important is it to you to know that your house is sparkling clean this holiday season? Trust ChemDry of Northern Utah's hot carbonating extraction process to ensure your home is the cleanest, healthiest environment for your family gatherings this season. From carpets to hardwood floors to furniture and even granite countertops for baking. This is Daryl with Northern Utah ChemDry. Call us for some amazing holiday deals and happy Thanksgiving. ChemDry of Northern Utah. Sunday on Compass Media Network's coverage of the NFL. It's a crucial Week 11 battle in the AFC as the East-leading Buffalo Bills host the Indianapolis Colts. Hi, this is Chris Carino. Join Brian Baldinger and me for all the action. Can Carson Wentz lead the Colts to a third straight win, or will Josh Allen and the Bills make a statement at home? It's the Bills and the Colts. If it's the NFL, it's right here. Sunday morning, beginning at 1030 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Full Court Press. Eric Franson with you here. John Russell will be joining me next hour, a Full Court Press alum. And joining me now is another Full Court Press alum, the godfather of the Full Court Press. If we're being honest, uh, Hurricane John Newbold got this whole thing started. He was there in the beginning, and he joins me now here on the Full Court Press. Different, different station, different time slot, but we'll still call it the same program. Is that okay, John? Yeah, that's that's totally okay because what what it used to be on is what 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 we I guess what it is now is what we dreamed back then. So I mean, it's in a lot better place, that's for sure. <laughs> How's that? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> uh, hey, you've been calling games for Skyview uh, Sports for how many years? Football and basketball. Um, it's I'd say it's probably up to about eight or nine now for Skyview. Before that, you were calling games for Logan. For, for Logan, with yeah, Evan I was, Nyman. I was with Logan doing uh, with Evan Nyman, and then when Green Canyon started, I was with uh, Craig Hislop, Tom LaRock, doing Green Canyon and Skyview, and so it, it's been a while. Okay, so you you watched every game that Mason Falls have played for football or basketball, at least. Well, maybe not necessarily true. Because you didn't always call some of his away games, but you sure. saw a lot of Mason Falsif. That's fa- that we can fairly say that. Yes. Uh, as a basketball player, six foot three, hundred eighty pounds, um, aggressive, athletic, talented basketball player. Audrey and I got into this debate a couple weeks ago when this rumor first started circulating that Falsif maybe switching his commitment from the University of Utah to Utah State, whether or not his style of play translates to the college basketball level, based on what you saw of him, does he does he does his style translate and what kind of an impact player can he be? Well, I think that his game can translate and the reason is in my opinion, is just that he's been playing basketball like his whole life, the AAU system and 
and everything. I mean, he's a, he's a basketball junkie. He that's his sport. He loves basketball. He is a great athlete. That's why he played baseball growing up. That's why he played high school football and excelled in that as well. But uh, his love is basketball, and his game can translate because he's the type of player that's a humble. He's a humble kid. He he will do whatever he needs to to take his team to the to, to the next level. If that just means that he's on the bench and uh, you know to start out, which I'm sure it would be the red shirt coming off of his mission, that kind of stuff. He'll do that. He'll do whatever it takes. Uh, we to make his team better. We saw it in football when he his uh, senior year when he hurt his shoulder early in the season he played quarterback his junior season then his senior season he started but he injured his shoulder but so Cason Carlson took over as a junior at quarterback but when Mason was healthy again the team thought hey we can utilize Mason in different positions we're doing well with Cason at quarterback and Mason just took it in stride and said hey if that makes the team better I can do that so I think his game basketball-wise can translate to that. He'll be playing with his good friend, uh, Rylan Jones. I'm sure that had a lot to do with him switching his commitment from the University of Utah. I mean, his athleticism is so good that even if his scoring's not there, Eric, you can look at the, the stats that he had in high school. He He's so athletic. I mean, when he had bad nights shooting, he was still getting eight or nine rebounds. He was still giving out four or five assists a game, six assists a game. He was making his team better some some way. Okay, sorry, John. We had an Amber Alert come through from uh, Kasha County. I don't know if you heard that. from out of uh, Idaho. Oh, <laughs> so no I cut off I, uh, some of the things that are some of our uh, our. On the podcast, you'll be able to hear your full answer. Uh, but <laughs> for those listening over the air, uh, they missed a lot of that. Um, about just uh, well, let, let me ask it this way, so it's not too redundant for those who want to go back and listen after the fact. Okay. Um, the, the style of play uh, for for Mason, uh, I remember watching him, and that he could take over a ball game. And I get it; it's high school, and sometimes mm-hmm. you can have just a tremendous athlete who can take over a game. Uh, but doesn't always translate to the college level being able to do the same. But this kid is a gamer that has no fear and is willing to put his body wherever necessary and can can play above the rim. This guy can throw it down. Yeah, and and he, he can. And that's the thing. To, and I kind of talked about that when, I guess, with the Amber Alert. But his, his rebounding is what made him good, too. At a, for a guard, I mean, he was averaging – well, I think 8.5 rebounds his senior year, something like that with the 20 points that he scored. So obviously the transition to college, I mean, the scoring might go down, but there's other aspects to it. His rebounding's still there. He still has a knack for the game. He understands the, where passes are going to be. And so he can steal the ball. He gets others involved. And I just think his personality, Eric, I just feel like, the thing that he can bring to a team with his personality, he, people want to be around him just because he's just, he's a fun guy to be around. That's the one thing too, that I remember in high school uh, following him is just that people gravitate to him. Like just not the team. Like there was the, the other students that he just, and he, he enjoyed being with them. He enjoyed high school. I think that 
that's the part that can really help a team as well. I, I think it, if there's uh, an Aggie player in recent memory who kind of kind of reminds me of of what he might be able to 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 be like or or play like, uh, probably Raleigh Worcester. Uh, Raleigh yeah. was also a, a, a great, successful football player in his own right, but he was a basketball player that was stick your nose in there and make things happen, was happy to be uh, aggressive and, and dive and do whatever was necessary to extend the play or to make the play happen. And probably Raleigh Worcester transferring to Utah was probably, and I don't know, but I would think that was probably a big signal that, that he's going to get the minutes that Mason probably would have been getting and now with him gone at USU, there's an opportunity for him, Mason Falslove, to come in and, and kind of fill that same role that Raleigh played. Yeah, and I, I I can't remember Raleigh's height, but I would I think that Mason at six three six four would be taller, and he definitely, as far as jumping ability, was a lot better at, at than uh, Raleigh would would have been. Um, Mason, yeah, his rebounding will do great and. Like I mentioned before, uh, I think, I don't know if you were able to hear it, but like just playing with his buddy Ryland Jones, I think will be exciting too. And I think that they, Ryland can really help Mason when he gets home from his mission, uh, just how things work with Coach Odom. And I think that Mason will catch on. He's an intelligent kid. And, and uh, I mean, he's been playing basketball long enough that he'll know you know, what his role is, whether that's red shirting. I don't know how coach Odom will utilize him, but uh, if Mason can come in and do kind of what JC Carroll did, as far as coming off of a mission and, and being ready to go, we don't know that with Mason, but, and I'm not saying that he's like JC, but if he can come back and, and be in shape like that, I mean, maybe Mason gets some time early on uh, his uh, freshman season. Uh, by the way, Raleigh is six foot four, two hundred pounds. Okay. So, just a little bit taller, just a little bit thicker. Yeah. But. Well, he, I, I would say that Mason has the the athleticism jumping wise over Raleigh. We didn't really see Raleigh above the rim that much. No, that's a good point. <laughs> um, we had somebody text into the program two one nine seven texts in. So what I'm hearing is he's another Jared Quayle. I dig it. Yeah, yeah, and and that was someone that I thought of too when you asked me to come on. I was thinking like good rebounding guards that Utah State has has had, and Jared Quell was exactly what came to mind. Uh, he he's a do it all guy, but he he's a good rebounding uh, guard. I mean, like I mentioned, you know, he's averaging eight rebounds, nine rebounds his senior year. I think the year before his junior year, he was around seven, so he improved in that. Uh, statistic as well so I mean the kid's a winner he he just he just enjoys basketball that he's a basketball junkie he he he's always wanted to play college basketball and he's a great kid off the court I think his senior year like academic you don't have to worry about him I think he had like a three nine his senior year so I mean he he takes care of the books too outside shooting yeah three-point shot I thought that that he improved that too. He's got the touch. He sh- he has shown range, but I mean, again, it's high school. It's you- you're dealing with different, I guess, types of athletes there. But I mean, he can shoot the three. I don't remember his exact percentage off the top of my head. 
Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I seem to remember that um, in his as an underclassman, he was used more of a sl- as a slasher, almost as a forward type of position. But his uh, senior year, I, I seem to remember him shooting more outside shots. I don't know if that was to improve his uh, resume for recruiting or, or whatnot, but uh, or just to show his range and development as a player. But uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I seem to remember him shooting more threes uh, his senior year than I did than, than I noticed in his junior year. Yeah, I think you're probably right. And I do remember one game, like in the playoffs down uh, at SUU, when they won the state championship his, let's see, his junior season. Uh, I remember a game against Payson. He came out blazing. I think he had six or seven threes in that game. He was over 30 points. And that was, he just has a smooth stroke to it. Um, He's not the type of three-point shooter that's like coming off a screen like J.C. Carroll would. You know, uh, Mason will just, if he's given room, then at least in high school, he he would take the shot. If he's dribbling down at point, he would just stop and pop. So he step into that three. But, uh, yeah, Mason, he, he can score. He can handle the ball. So, but, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that, well, I mean, we know that he was the all-time scoring leader at Skyview, too. Like, he had over 1,900 points. So when he was all said and done there. Well, it's exciting news today. We've heard the rumor for a little while here, but uh, became official today and appropriate that uh, the guy that watched a lot of his games and called a lot of his games here on The Fan uh, able to join us today and give us a glimpse of, uh, or a reminder rather, of uh, what Mason Falsliff was like as a high school player and how we might translate at the collegiate level. So Hurricane John Newbold, always a pleasure. Thank you so much. I know the uh, the high school basketball season is right around the corner. You get a brief break between football and basketball. I hope you're enjoying it. Oh, yeah, I I, I am enjoying it, but at the same time, I'm itching to get back because, I mean, it's not too far. I mean, I know the other high schools, some of them start next week, but Skyview, they're on the road at Weber November 30th, 7 o'clock, so we're, we're excited to be on the fan and uh, bring Bob, Bobcat Nation what they want to hear. Awesome. Thanks so much, John. Appreciate it. Uh, Have a great night. Yep, you too. Thanks, Eric. Hurricane John Newbold calling the play-by-play for the Skyview Bobcats right here on 106.9 The Fan. Quick timeout and uh, some additional thoughts before we hand it off to uh, Dan Patrick briefly. West Liberty Foods in Tremonton is hiring for general production on both shifts, starting at $15.85 per hour, with a shift premium added for second shift. Machine operators on first shift start at $16.65 per hour. 12-hour rotating 223 schedule, which means a three-day weekend every other week. West Liberty Foods offers paid vacations, 401k, medical, dental, and vision insurance. You can also try their new Pick Any Three Days for a part-time schedule. Call 435-207-7000 to speak with a recruiter today. This is Ryan at My Mattress. Look, I admit in the past, we've been a little bit hard on Lewiston for not buying mattresses. All that has changed now. Lewiston has practically written in Telebed into their city bylaws. This makes us feel like celebrating. Hooray for Lewiston. You're finally sleeping better, Lewiston. We thought that you were all insomniacs. Now we can relax. Good job, Lewiston. I gotta tell you, though, I am concerned about Menden. My mattress by the new Walmart. Colonel? Good morning, sir. I see you found a way to keep our cannon out of the mud. Pavers, sir. As a mason, I used to lay them for courtyards and patios. Brilliant. Thank you. They hold up beautifully no matter how punishing the conditions. I can see that. Say, uh, after the war, 
Think you'd be available to pave my patio at Mount Vernon? Stone pavers from Castellite really catch your eye. Do it yourself with the expert help at Castellite. For all your brick, block, rock, paver, and tile needs, go where the pros go. Castellite.com. Home at Carroll has a farm and appliance farm. With down home country prices and big city selection. E-I-E-I-O. When you're looking for a friendly spot to drive a little and save a lot, hey, Home This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems. Did you know that Valley Office Systems is a local company with Utah ownership and we are debt-free with 47 years of industry experience? Valley remains your safe and smart choice for document solutions and all things office. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. If you're thinking of trying to think of ideas for holidays, you need some just different gift ideas. Why not think about Napa Auto Parts? They got stuff like lineup speakers, different tools that you might need. They got like RC controller car, a maxi track RC crawler, all kinds of great options for the do-it-yourselfer, the mechanic, somebody who likes to tinker. And find great deals at any of the five locally owned and operated Napa Auto Parts stores from Preston to Providence. And uh, got a lot of great deals going on now. So not uh, not too early to be start thinking about that and see what deals are available. A couple texts that have come through on our Guild Mortgage text line, 5452. Wells inherited a much better team than Blake Anderson did. Holy cow, no question about that. No question. Uh, Wells inherited a team that was ranked in the top 25 and had recently won their conference. Uh, Blake Anderson inherited a team that had won one game, forfeit another, uh, controversy with the the coach, players boycotting games, um, controversy in the locker room. Yeah, very, very different situations. Uh, 9474, hypothetical here, if Coach Anderson were to leave for a bigger program and Coach Wells interviewed for the USU opening, would you want him back? Fair question. I, I think the Gary Anderson experience has mostly uh, tainted a lot of people on that view. Um, but I think that uh, the situations are different and should not be compared one with another. Um, look, Matt had success here. He knew how to. He knew how to recruit to here. He knew how to coach here. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have a problem with it. But I would like to see what else is out there. Uh, I wouldn't say automatic, give it to that guy. Uh, I think you have to see who else applies and let the mess man get the job. Uh, 8968, seems that you can't please some people. The Aggies have done way more than expected by everyone, including me. I love their never-say-die attitude and the way they keep playing. I've said before, a great big go Aggies. Absolutely. Incredible what they've done this year. Uh, 2197 weighs in. Falstliff sounds like he fits into the same mold as Jared Quayle and Spencer Butterfield, two of my all-time favorite Aggie guards. Spencer Butterfield is another great comparison. He was a guy that was always active and a little bit more physical, 
made things happen for Utah State. And uh, there was a time there with some injuries that were happening. Butterfield got on a roll, and he really was the saving grace to keep a lot of these games going for Utah State. Uh, 2603, let's appreciate that we are 8-2. and two. If Anderson left, what about Yost as a head coach? Uh, Yost doesn't really have designs on being a head coach, at least not in the times that I spoke to him before he left. I think he's very content to be a coordinator or a position coach. Anyway, more to talk about next hour. Stick I'm around. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. The L.A. Rams are entering a very strange phase. They've seized on every opportunity they can to build a championship contender, but they're currently playing their worst football of the year. The additions of Von Miller and Odell Beckham Jr. had little impact in last night's loss to the Niners, but that makes sense. They haven't had much time with the Rams, but the rest of the team didn't show up last week against Tennessee. They were even worse in San Francisco, and now they go into a bye week at 7-3 and three with more questions than answers. Matthew Stafford started out the season playing like an MVP candidate. Like the rest of the team, he's had two disappointing weeks. Defensive stars Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey have been quiet. And last night, the running game didn't get it done. In two weeks, they go to Green Bay for an important test. We're going to find out soon enough if the Rams' trade deadline moves pay off and they can regain their confidence for a stretch run. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Whether you're golfing or working out, my body doesn't recover like it once did. And that's why I'm so thankful for Level Select CBD. I trust Level Select because it's formulated by actual doctors using high concentrations of CBD. I apply Level 3 sports cream to wherever I'm sore and let their proprietary blend of CBD go to work. Go to LevelSelectCBD.com, promo code DP30, $30 off your entire order today. $30 off LevelSelectCBD.com, promo code DP30, not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. In 2021, there are self-driving cars, plant burgers, tourists in space. The least your phone could do is download entertainment in a flash. For that, you should go to AT&T 5G. AT&T 5G is fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. Want to make sure your phone service keeps up with what you need from it? Get AT&T 5G. It's not complicated. 5G requires a compatible plan. May not be in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you. Always the best prices on the best parts at your locally owned Preston to Providence Napa Auto Parts. A five-quart jug of Napa Full Synthetic 530 Motor Oil, $19.99. Heavy-duty Napa 1540 Engine Oil, $12.49 a gallon. A 100-piece screwdriver set, $19.99. Stock up on Blue Heat Ice Melt, 50-pound bag, only $8. A Maxi-Track Remote Control Crawler, $49.99. These deals and a whole lot more at any of the five locally owned Preston to Providence Napa Auto Parts. There's no reason to wheeze and sneeze while around dogs and cats. The Allergy Clinic, located in the Cache Valley Hospital and now in Providence next to the Bank of Utah, have an extremely aggressive treatment for dog and cat allergies. Get the help you need and stop avoiding friends and relatives' homes just because of their pets. Independent physicians Benyon, Blotter, and Robinette offer Cache Valley a full-time clinic to test and address all your allergy concerns. Most insurance products, including SelectMed, are accepted. The Cache Valley Allergy Clinic, with two locations inside the Cache Valley Hospital and now in Providence. Call 753-7880. That's 753-7880. The home for Sports Talk Radio, KLGN Logan, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. We are Fox Sports! And here's what you need to know. 
Start with news from the NFL where the Chargers plays defensive end Joey Bosa on the COVID list along with defensive tackle Jerry Tillery. They're available for Sunday night against Pittsburgh is up in the air. The Ravens have way veteran running back Le'Veon Bell. Major League Baseball announced their managers of the year with the honors going to the Giants' Gabe Kapler in the National League and Tampa Bay's Kevin Cash in the American. The Detroit Tigers announcing a five-year deal with former Boston starter Eduardo Rodriguez worth $77 million. Then Angels agreeing to a one-year $21 million deal with former Mets starter Noah Syndergaard in the NBA. Just three games tonight. I'll get started at 7.30 Eastern. Brooklyn hosting Golden State. Cleveland's Evan Mobley out two to four weeks with an elbow strain on the college basketball hardwood. In the first half, 7-17 to play. Number five, Villanova leads Howard 29-24. Number 25, Southern Cal up 35-27 at Florida Gulf Coast. Ralph Irvin. A presentation of Sports Talk Radio. It's this man. It's the compassion. It's the it's the dignity. It's the wisdom. It's the it's the horse sense of the guy. You know what? This is crap. We're gonna stop this. I can't stand it. Run it again. Huddle up and run it again. We're rolling now. <laughs> I think so. Microphones are on. Marker eight ten go. The Eggies. Merrill for the lead. He's got it. The Jazz. High schools. Also going to take it on the quarterback draw. He's to the 30, the 25, makes the move to the 20, 15, 10, 5. He's into the end zone. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Number four of my best non-sports sports. Wife carrying. I beg your pardon? It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and A.J. Selvison. Because what you're really saying when you're using all this blabberish is, A.J., you were right and I was wrong. That's what I'm hearing from you. 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Welcome on into the Full Court Press. Eric Franson with you here on a Tuesday. Thanks for joining in. Uh, had some great conversations going on on the Guild Mortgage text line. Love to continue that this upcoming hour. 435-339-0321 to join in with your comments. Agree or disagree with what we're talking about. Some of the big news of the day. And a big thanks to Hurricane John Newbold for giving us some context with uh, the news that happened this afternoon. Mason Foslov, the Skyview Bobcat standout athlete, decommitting from Utah and coming and deciding to sign with Utah State that became official from USU this afternoon. Coach Ryan Odom, in an official release, had this to say about Mason Foslov, which you can read about on cashvalleydaily.com. says, we're really excited to add Mason to our roster and bring him back home. He's a dynamic player that's very athletic and is a winner both in basketball and football. Comes from a great family, and we're looking forward to having him be an Aggie, close quote. Um, and uh, as we were talking with Hurricane Johnny, he sent in uh, some some texts after our conversation and uh, had some confirmation. So just looked it up. Mason was 40% from three for his career. Um, he said he did shoot 137 threes his senior year, which was 27 more or excuse me, 25 more than his junior year. So he was a little bit more aggressive from beyond the arc as a senior than he was as a junior. Uh, he averaged uh, 20 points a game as a senior, 
along with 8.4 rebounds, 5.8 assists, and 1.6 steals per game. And as a junior, led all of 4A in scoring and assists with 24.1 points per game and 5.2 assists per game. He was fifth in rebounds and steals with 7.6 rebounds per game and 2.2 steals per game. So impressive athletic player. Uh, we've already heard some comparisons to uh, Raleigh Worcester, maybe Jared Quayle, Spencer Butterfield, uh, all kind of similar. Now, Spencer uh, Butterfield was probably, I think, maybe the more accurate comparison, who was also six foot three, aggressive, had a physical style to him. Uh, Raleigh, a little bit bulkier than uh, Mason, at least coming in as a freshman. Uh, compared to where he was, you know, where, where Mason is as a graduating senior, um, and then Jared Quayle, six foot one. So Jared Quayle maybe just a little bit smaller uh, than than Mason Falls, but all kind of similar. That they um, the way they they play, they, they go after rebounds, assists, steals, just an, an aggressive style of play, and uh, with that, good things follow as. As we talked about in the uh, in the show yesterday with John Russell, that um, Justin Bean's superpower in in basketball is that he stays active, and when he does that, but the ball just seems to bounce his way more often, and he gets rebounds and putbacks and scores points and does a lot of positive things. So uh, Mason kind of similar in, in that style, but not quite to the same height. Uh, going back to our Guild Mortgage text line, if you want to weigh in, got some texts that have come through. Would love to hear have you chime in, 435-339-0321. We also talked about uh, Utah State football last hour, uh, six not, uh, 6891. I would like to say that I was wrong. I thought USU would be a 6-6 six and six team, so my bad. I, I'll be honest, I've owned up to this all year. Uh, that was my preseason prediction as well, and I'm happy that I was off. Happy that I was uh, not close. Um, there were some questions that I had before the season started, and they have more than been answered. So uh, happy to be wrong on that account. So I, I too, was thinking 6-6. Six and six, And I thought, hey, that'd be good. New coach at the year last year that they had, we should be happy with the 6-6 six and six season as you're bowl eligible. But they're uh, definitely more than just that so far this year. Uh, two six zero three chiming in. I would like to. I would think that USU would be able to attract a few solid candidates for the head football job at this point. And I totally agree. If if it comes open, and I don't think that it will. I, I think Blake Anderson is here next year. But if it did come open, I mean, there's a lot of good things going for the Aggies. Uh, it's. Over the past 10, 15 years, you, there's only a very few instances when they weren't bowl eligible, when they didn't go bowling, when they weren't a competitive football team. Um, certainly there's been facility upgrades. There's a lot more going for USU. So, yes, they will attract some solid candidates, absolutely, uh, with what's going on and what, what's been kind of changed over the last 15 years at USU. Uh, 6789 chiming in. Please tell me where the sound bite in the intro comes from about this guy. It's the compassion, the horse sense. Uh, 
It, when I first heard it, it took me a second, too. It's from What About Bob. It's from What About Bob. I had to ask Andre myself, but yes, it's uh, from What About Bob. It's a great line. Great movie. Fantastic movie. Um, so, uh, hey, John Russell in the building. And uh, joining now on the uh, for the Full Court Press, thanks for coming in, John. Great to be here, back in the saddle. I have a question for you, though, right off the bat. I don't. Want, I didn't want to get off this topic. Uh, one of our text folks here said six and six. You had talked about you had. What was your biggest question uh, going and, into the year? Uh, yeah, and I talked about this last hour. That the, my biggest question was the offensive line. Um, just it was kind of a patchwork. Uh, of inserting different guys, and there were real questions about the depth there. Um, and that was my biggest question. Uh, frankly, on, on the both offense and the defensive lines, like what was what would Utah State look like in the trenches and what kind of depth would they have there? Um, and there have been times this season where it's still kind of scratching your head a little bit on that, but the as the season has progressed, I think the offensive line has been solid. I think the defensive line struggled at times where opposing teams could run the ball at will on them. Mm-hmm. But look at what they've done the last two, three games. Just very different uh, shift there and how Utah State is totally locking down your opponent's running attack. So taking that answer, which is valid, mine was an overall picture. Was that what? who were we going to lose? Who were we going to keep? How was Coach Anderson going to be able to take those pieces and put them together? Offensive line, though, certainly a big question. So what is your biggest worry now? About the team this year? Yeah. Um, just not overlooking their opponent. Um, just finishing what they've started, really. It would be it'd be easy to take have a lapse in judgment and lose to an aggressive Wyoming defense this week. Yeah. Thinking too far ahead, like, hey, we might be able to host the conference championship game or we might be able to go to XYZ Bowl game sponsored by whoever's lawnmower. So uh, I I think the concern for me at this point is just not to overlook their opponents because the last thing you want to do is to lose to a, a Wyoming that's been below their standards and a New Mexico team that's been struggling all year. You don't want to lose those games. Oh, they have they have nothing to lose in their games. I mean, let's face it. We'll go in as you know, at least against New Mexico as a pretty sizable favorite. Uh, Wyoming, we will go in as the favorite. We're hey, we're currently you know, we're a six votes. point favorite. Yeah, only see that surprises me. I, we but we are you know we're we're getting votes in both pools polls, and. Uh, yeah, it'd be easy to. Hey, we're we're Utah State. We're the better team. Can I have a one A? If if no, <laughs> one is not overlooking your opponents, can I put a one A as another concern? Well, I am playing Aj, so you get to do whatever you want. Is that okay? <laughs> My one A would be if Logan Bonner gets hit and can't get back up. Ooh, the guy's been getting hit a lot. Um. So that but, goes back to your O line question, though. It does your comments. So, but I, it's a tightrope because on one hand, I, I'm pleased with where they're at, considering some of the concerns that were there before the season, and now things have happened with with injuries. 
But they're still getting a pretty good push with the running game and making yeah. that happen. They are giving him enough time to make throws, so that offense is explosive. But be great to give him a little bit more protection. Not all of those sacks or late hits are on the offensive line either. True. Some of that's on a tight end or a running back that doesn't pick up a blitz or just the quarterback holding onto the ball a little too long. And is uh, it would Peasley be able enough to help Utah State continue at the current pace that they're on right now? Well, I I think you, if if we had a combination of both, uh, because I agree with you, I think Bonner's just done a great job this year, and I hate to even say anything because he really he's been the guy that's really can to come through at big times. But he does hold on to the ball because he has that confidence that he can make that pass. That somebody's going to be open if I just if I just wait another half second, and he gets rid of it. But then he just gets lit, and and then you see him on the ground and you hold your breath for a minute and go get up, get up. Whereas Peasley, little happier feet. He's gonna he's more likely to take off. But um, and there are times where yeah. that's okay. Yeah, I think he gives that option. I think there are certain packages that Peasley makes more sense than Bonner um, to use his athleticism. But Bonner clearly is is the guy that pushes the ball down the field better and gives USU a better chance to win. Yeah, no doubt. My only concern at this point, I agree with you, and, and this comment may be going in line with what you said. we got to stop giving up points early. Because it, I'm afraid it's going to come back to bite us one of these times, you know. To go down ten nothing, fourteen nothing, team gets a little momentum. I, Wyoming, that that's a great example there. We go down to Wyoming, fourteen nothing, ten nothing early. Their defense is good enough that that they could cause some problems. I I know that's that's true, and that should be a normal <laughs> standard feeling. But it, it hasn't bothered this team all year. Yeah. I mean, they just went on the road at San Jose, which is a good defensive team, which hasn't allowed anybody outside of a Power 5 school to put more than 30 points on them. And USU just put 48 on them. Yeah. So this 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 offense just doesn't really care. Uh, they're just going to keep coming after you, and eventually they'll get it. But you're right. You roll the dice – too many times, and eventually you're going to eventually get the odds come back around to, to, to snipe you. So yeah, I agree with you. They keep playing with fire. Eventually, they will get burned. But this team has proven that that doesn't really bother yeah, the, them, and they can overcome it. And you like it because you you live a little bit on the edge. You you're a little <laughs> bit of a wild man. So <laughs> yeah. I, I yeah it it's unfortunate you know especially I'm I'm not as worried with this game being here uh, with Wyoming because I think the fans can can get you behind it and get behind you and kind of get you moving but on a cold winter day in Albuquerque when their running game takes off and they start controlling the clock and all of a sudden you got a couple turnovers here and maybe a fourth down stop. Ooh. Getting the willies just thinking about that. <laughs> uh, we've had a couple of texts come through on our Guild Mortgage text line. Uh, if you want to weigh in, it's 435-339-0321. Uh, this one coming in from 9315. Need to ask Ajay how San Francisco Lake is. <laughs> I hear it's beautiful this time of year. Uh, I also see the defense is much improved. 
My biggest worries, uh, if we lose one or more assistant to a different team. Yeah. Uh, I can all but assure you that Utah State will lose one or more assistants. Mm-hmm. I mean, it'll be uh, not because I know any inside information. It's just look at the success that they're having. They will be on. They will be the targets of many different teams. Especially when you got coaches that are being nominated for awards and you know having to have, have that opportunity to get recognition. So here's a story. I, I've become a Baylor fan because Coach Dave Aranda's there. You know, yeah. just, just for that fact, they're having a phenomenal year, and they're they're doing great. Big wins. They're ranked. He he rode that defensive coordinator position for a while. Made, made some good money doing it too. Oh, yes, <laughs> yes he did. he did. He's doing all right. Yes, he did. He, you know he doesn't answer my texts. You know, <laughs> small loan. That's all I'm asking for. But you know he could have been a coach way before that, before this Baylor position, and he was smart, I think. And he waited. He, he looked for an opportunity that he felt was best for him, and and I think he's making the most of it. I think there are a lot of coaches, especially here on the Aggie staff, that are going to say, "I have an opportunity." It may not be a you know, uh, FBS, or yeah, FBS could be an FCS school, but opportunities—they're yeah. there every year. And again, you look at—I mean, look at what the offense has done this year. That there are going to be people that are going to be like, you know, this year we only averaged 17 points a game. This guy led this offense, wide receivers, quarterback, whatever. Right. Great. If somebody comes calling to Kyle Cephalo and says, hey, you've you've been a wide receivers coach, passing game coordinator for a while. Why not have an opportunity to be an OC? Yeah. Take the next step. If, if Coach Tucker is still going to be at USU, I mean, look, those, these things happen. It's part of life in college football. It's very rare to have anybody – Hold on to your entire coaching staff. Extremely rare. Well, here, since I'm sitting in Ajay's chair, I'm going to make the the losing wager right off the bat because you know <laughs> that's what he does best. But I will buy you. He likes the moon pies. What do you like? Uh, I'll, go, I'll go with Reese's. Pieces. I'll buy you Reese's, Reese's peanut pieces. butter cups. Sorry, not the pieces. The peanut. Butter I'll buy cups. either whatever you want. <laughs> If no Aggie coaches leave at the end of this year in some form, and because I, I did kind of jump ahead and say, well, coaches, you're dead on. You know, it, it may not be a move to a head coaching position, but it could be one of the, the position coaches on the defensive end, on the offensive end, saying, hey, I've got an opportunity to go somewhere, be an OC. So there's the wager. My mission of filling in for Ajay is complete. I've <laughs> I've thrown out a very losing wager, and so we're good. I, I think you're going to be pretty safe on that. <laughs> um, text coming in from 1570. What is your score prediction for the game on Saturday? I'm thinking 30-20 to 20 for USU. Um, usually I, I do my score predictions on Friday. Give, give myself a lot of time to to dive in and kind of see the nuance of what's going on with both teams. But kind of out of the gates, um, I, I probably like Utah State in the 35 to 38 range. And I could see Wyoming in the uh, 17 to 20-ish. The good numbers. I I, I look at what the defense did against San Jose State, which is a good offense. 
we keep saying a good football team. They're, they're a good football team, period. And the way they dominated their offense, the defense dominated their offense, I, I don't want to get too overly excited, but I'm, I'm saying something like 31-10. Wow. 34-10. I won't be here Friday, so I'm going to leave it at 34-10. Let's do 34-10. 34-10. There you go. Write it down. Book it. John Russell's given his key. His uh, score prediction. And John also owes Eric Reese's peanut butter cups. Uh, I don't think you're going to have to owe me anything. Uh, because if uh, if no one leaves, then you owe it to me, right? No, no. I'm st- if, if no one leaves, I owe you. Right. So you, you probably won't have to pay That's it. That's true. Yeah. I'll bring you some anyway. <laughs> uh, Wyoming, uh, look, they've scored, they scored 19 versus Montana State, 50 versus Northern Illinois. Which is a good win. That's respectable. Uh, they give up forty three in that game. They put forty five on uh, Ball State, twenty four at uh, at UConn. Since then, it's been a struggle. They only scored fourteen against Air Force. They didn't score at all against Fresno. Only managed three points against New Mexico. And that game was in Laramie. Twenty one against San Jose. They did score thirty one against Colorado State. And only 13 against Boise. So after uh, kind of a hot start, Wyoming has really struggled since then. Well, the thing that, that just doesn't bode well for them is that some of those other teams you talked about, they're, they're just not very good football teams. Connecticut is horrible. True. And they had a hard time with them. There was some fool's gold there early uh, about Wyoming, the type of team they were, based on the teams that they were, they were facing. Um, by the way, I keep forgetting college football playoff committee, their, uh, rankings. Oh, that's right. I've been updated this hour and Utah state did not crack the top 25 college football playoff. San Diego state is at 19, mm-hmm. uh, UT San Antonio at 22, which honestly that that's kind of surprising and I think disrespectful from college football playoff committee. They're still undefeated. They're one of three teams that are still undefeated. They did have a hard time this past week, though. They struggled to get the W. And I think at this point – so there's another question. Sorry, I don't, I don't want to distract you. But no, you're good. What did you think about Baylor going for a field goal there at the end of the uh, Baylor-Oklahoma game? Uh, I, I didn't watch that one. And so, so. It, it came down to uh, Baylor was going to win the game. Uh, fans stormed the field. They have to get them all off so there's no penalty. And then they turn around and they kick a field goal so that they can get a win by a wider than 10-point margin. And that was the whole argument. Uh, for a point differential. Yep. I think that's okay. I think it's all about style points this time of the season. If if you have humans in a room deciding who gets voted where and placed where, style points matter. And wider margin means more, especially if it's against another ranked opponent. Well, that's the, I can't I can't fault Coach Aranda for doing that. That's the environment they've created, and the, and you can't yes. get upset. Well, it was funny. Lincoln Riley got really he was he was pretty steamed about it. What it came down to is his, his chances of a playoff just got were were being blown out of the water, but no, there's I I don't think there's anything wrong with it. 
Okay, so here, uh, I'm not going to go through the full top 25, but your teams one through four, Georgia number one, Alabama number two, Oregon number three, and Ohio State number four. Cincinnati remains at number five. Michigan at six. Michigan State at seven. Notre Dame at eight. Oklahoma State at nine. Wake Forest at ten. So that's your top ten. Other notables, you mentioned Baylor. They're at 11. BYU is at 14. Utah at 23. Hmm. Houston now into the college football playoff top 25 at 24. So setting up for a Cincinnati-Houston showdown for the American Athletic, which should be another key thing on the Cincinnati resume to help them get into the that top four. Oregon and Utah play each other this week, so Utah could be a big-time spoiler. Yeah, two, and that would cinch it for Oregon. Um, yeah, Cincinnati needs that win because the one one of the games they've been touting and really putting on the pedestal is that they beat Indiana, Big Ten uh, team. But Indiana's proven not to be what they thought they were going to be, so that that doesn't work out. And Ohio State has a couple big games coming up. They do. They host Michigan State this weekend, uh, and then they've got Michigan after that. So they've got a really tough at Michigan. So they host Michigan State this Saturday, and then they go to Michigan uh, Thanksgiving weekend. So what's Michigan ranked now? Michigan is six. Okay, so Michigan State is seven. Okay, Ohio State beats Michigan State. Cincinnati beats Houston, and then Michigan beats Ohio State. Do they have the nerve? To jump Michigan over Cincinnati is the number four team. Yes. Yep. Cincinnati has another big game this week. They have uh, they they host SMU, who has flirted with the top twenty five. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're eight and two overall. So this will be a solid game for Cincinnati. It, it, this goes to those style points. Cincinnati's had some opportunities to get those and missed. Like they played Tulsa right after these first results came out, and it was a dogfight. It needed to be a blowout. And then it had the, the committee saying, well, see, they haven't really played anybody yeah. very tough. So, Yeah, those little three points. I mean, there's, you, you've got to kick that field goal. You've got to, you know, maybe even go for that two-point conversion when the game's not in, is no longer in doubt, just so you can say, see, we, we got what it takes. Uh, Michigan is at Maryland. Maryland is 5-5 five and five right now, overall 2-5 and five in Big Ten play. So, uh, UTSA hosting UAB, who's seven and three. See, I love this. Is the thing that I love about just being a guest. I can say all whatever I want, and I'm I'm gone. It doesn't. <laughs> I don't think Cincinnati makes the playoffs. I think even if all those scenarios that we've talked about, Ohio State loses, Michigan, um, hypothetically, Michigan loses to Maryland, and then beats Ohio State. Though one of those two may not be in the final four, but they'll bump somebody up. It's just, I, I hate to say it, I don't think Cincinnati is going to be able to get in there. The thing that may prove uh, may most helpful, the, the, the team that perhaps is most vulnerable, is Oregon this weekend mm-hmm. against Utah. Now, because of the reasons you've detailed with Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, where they all play each other, they're all ranked so high there's a chance that one of those three still remains in the top four. But Oregon, 
or if Oregon loses to Utah, they're they're out because they play Oregon State the following week, and that's not going to put them back in. Mm-hmm. Utah is favored by three right now. Wow, are they doing that just to get people to put money down on that game? Uh, I I would. <laughs> <laughs> Seems a little silly. All right, we need to take a quick time out here in the full court press. Uh, the NFL Week Ten is now in the books. Uh, we'll kind of go back the weekend that was for the NFL. We'll also share the stat that blew our minds and our player of the week. Hi, this is Rusty Allen with LSS Insurance. Be our guest November 18th, the third Thursday at 7 p.m. to learn all about Medicare and Social Security. Planning ahead will give you the confidence you need to make these important decisions. Come see us November 18th at 7 p.m. at our office by the North Walmart. Call 752 752- 9493. The seminar is free. The information is extremely valuable. Call 752-9493 to RSVP as seating is limited. Eight-year-old McKay is battling through a kidney disease, and we need your help to grant his wish. You can help by donating all throughout this week through Mountain Crest High School's website or Mountain Crest official Instagram at MountainCrestHS. You can also help by joining a community race on November 20th and participate in either a 5K or Kids K. Details for how to donate and race can be found on the Mountain Crest High School homepage. Thank you from Mountain Crest High School and the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Want to set yourself apart from the competition? The new Leadership MBA at Utah State University will help you lead companies and drive change in your organization. You can attend in person in Logan on Thursday evenings or interactive online classes. Complete your MBA in as little as a year. Apply before December 1st, 2021 to be considered for January 2022 start. Learn more at utahstatemba.com. That's utahstatemba.com. Saturday on Compass Media Network's coverage of NCAA football, it's a pivotal battle in the Big 12 as Iowa State takes on Oklahoma. Hi, I'm Drew Bontadelli. Join Bill Rosinski, Chad Brown, and me for all the action as Caleb Williams and the Sooners look to bounce back against Brees Hall and the Cyclones. Iowa State, Oklahoma. If it's NCAA football, it's right here. Saturday morning, beginning at 9.30 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Not sure what to do for Thanksgiving dinner? Does the thought of that mess turn you off? Then call the Beehive Pub and Grill. They have an amazing family-style Thanksgiving meal ready to go. Just order by Friday, November 19th by 5 p.m. Pick up on November 24th between noon and 6, heat and serve. That's it. A full Thanksgiving meal with all the normal fix-ins without the hassle. Prices will vary. Order for two or get meals for six. Call for details. Beehive Pub and Grill, Logan. The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, The Fan. We just heard an ad there about Thanksgiving and, uh, well, Cash Food Pantry. They're in need of turkeys. They currently only have a fraction of what they normally get prior to Thanksgiving. So... Please donate a turkey if you can to the Cash Community Food Pantry. Uh, they have great purchasing power, too. So if you can't get a turkey, if you drop off some cash, they ha- they can buy things at a, at a certain level that you or I can't. They don't have to do the sales tax. Uh, they can That dollar stretches a lot further with the Cash Community Food Pantry. 
Uh, they're located at 359 South Main in Logan. Uh, you can also make donations online at cashfoodpantry.com or Venmo at cash-food. So Cash Community Food Pantry serving hundreds of families throughout our community all the time. And uh, certainly this is a special time of year coming up where they could use your help. Um, so, John, the uh, top 25 college football playoff poll is out uh, for this week. Not not a lot of surprises in my mind in how it came out um, compared to what we've kind of seen, the, the, the trends that are going on here. Uh, we did see the Utah State getting some votes in the AP and the coaches. Uh, they did not crack the uh, college football playoff uh, rankings. Mm-hmm. San Diego State is, however, and they're at 19, and that's important because if it comes down to a tiebreaker, being the highest-ranked team in the college football playoff poll is the deciding factor there. So all things, if all things remain equal, San Diego State would host the uh, conference title game. Yeah. That would, uh, that would be good for them. <laughs> that would be huge for them. I... You know, so so the question really comes down to if the Aggies win their last two games and win them handily, take care of business, do they break that top 25? I, I think they should. I mean, they're and close. I, obviously, that's contingent on what teams above them do. Sure. I mean, but they're effectively 31 in the AP and 33 in the coaches. Yeah. So they're close. We want and some of these teams are going to be playing each other, and some are going to have to fall out. Yeah, I I just like the fact that you know the Aggies have have played well at home, and I wish more people would get out and check them out because it's it's a fun fun football team to watch, and it's exciting. And you know they, they like you said, you love it when they get down early and then they come back, and <laughs> you know, that is fun. Uh, but I I think they clearly have a much better opportunity in a championship game if they're hosting it. Yeah. No, and I agree. Well, it's pretty simple. San Diego State hosts, I'm putting that in air quotes. Yeah. But that game is not in San Diego. It's in Southern California in the Los Angeles area, Carson, California. So it's like an hour and a half, 2 hours away from it's San still Diego. nice and warm and fewer distractions and that'd be a fun title game to go to. I think you need to host it. You need to talk to the the big guy and say we need to go down there have a have special, a suite special coverage. Yeah, I like required. that. Nine three one five on our Guild Mortgage text line. John just spoke it into existence. He's, he is Aj today. Uh oh. <laughs> Oof. I, I there's only one Aj. And right now he's sitting in his Bermuda shorts by the San Francisco Lake, enjoying <laughs> watching the, waves. the fog roll in. <laughs> Uh, eight nine six eight. What is different about this year's football team over last year's team? Reminds me of my junior high school football team. We had a bad coach, not win a game, nor did we score at all. Next year, a coaching change brought a new attitude to about the same team. This team was undefeated and never gave up a score. Coaching does make a difference. Amen. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, I, it's just a different attitude, and and. You know, I don't want to beat up on people, but you know, we talked about it a little bit yesterday that there just wasn't the excitement. Things would happen, uh, you know, on the sideline last year, and it was just like, no, well, 
It's football. It's the way it goes sometimes. And now you see a play, and, and Coach Anderson's running down the sidelines. He's giving people high fives. He's shoving his assistant coaches around. <laughs> I'm waiting for the injury report to say, yeah, unfortunately, uh, Aggie coordinator's out uh, on the injured reserve. <laughs> took a shot from Coach A, and then that's it. And and he he that we I asked you that question when I got here first was what were your concerns? And you talked about the O line legitimate concern, and I think it's still there's some question marks there. They've gotten better, but still some question marks. But mine was what was this new coaching staff going to do? How were they going to take the new players? Get them involved. How are they going to assimilate the the you know transfers? How are they going to keep guys that decided to stick around, keep them happy? And you do giant check marks every box. Boom, done. Boom, done. Boom, and I, done. I think one of the more undersold reasons why this team is so together and behind Blake Anderson is that he didn't come in and just automatically say Logan Bonner's my guy. I coached him at Arkansas State. I know what he's about. He knows my offense. He's going to be my guy. He came into on the camp and said, hey, Andrew Peasley's here. Uh, Cooper Lagas is here. I'm going to give these guys a chance. I just want to see what I have. And yeah, maybe that battle went on a little bit longer than a lot of us were comfortable. <laughs> but in the end, I mean, he gave everybody a legitimate shot to determine if they were going to be a starter or a contributor or not. Very easily could have just come in here and said, these are my guys. This is who I'm rolling with. I hope you understand it, but this is what I'm going to do. Which is, I can see that, but he took the approach that, look, I'm new here and I want to see what I have. I'm going to give everybody a shot. And it's worked wonders for how this team's come together and uh, and bonded over it. Maybe some the players, yeah, I'm sure if you wanted to play and you're not playing, you it doesn't rub you the right way, but at least this coaching staff gave you the chance. Well, from the outside, you can't you can't agree with somebody that has that attitude because everybody's had the chance. I think you also have to give Logan Bonner a, a pat on the back because he's come in and really kind of, you know, of course, when you have Devin Tompkins as one of your receivers, it's it's easy to throw <laughs> it to him as well. Yes, but you know, he's come in and and really kind of made made it very clear that he's happy to be here that you know yeah it helped that his his old coach came here but he seems to really be enjoying his time here and and playing with this program and for this team and i think that makes a big difference that's a that's a great point it's not a whole bunch of them and us it's this is one team yeah it's we uh interesting note here from brett mcmurphy in the college football playoffs seven-year history only four teams ranked outside of the top five at this point of the season went on to make the college football playoff. Wow. So Cincinnati is still in that top five, so their, their chances are still there with a few more weeks to go. It's not out of, out of the woods. But if you're not in the top five at this point, Michigan, Michigan State, maybe their chances aren't really that great. But I'd be curious. They could be to- one of those four that's – Figure out a way to well. Number one never beat a number or number sixteen never beat a number one in the NCAA tournament. <laughs> that's <laughs> until an interesting it did. until yes. it did. But that's an interesting dynamics because you actually have three teams in the top seven from the same conference, and so yeah, if, if certain things happen, I can see him 
maybe sneaking in. Who knows? Good point. Uh, another text coming through on our Guild Mortgage text line. You can read this and answer if you want, <laughs> but uh, and I am. Uh, do they sell adult beverages at the stadium during games? And the answer is no, they do not. Uh, there are a number of college campuses and arenas that uh, have started doing that more regularity. Um, it used to be you could never see you would you would never see that in college football, but it's becoming more and more common all the time. I know there are several venues in the Mountain West that are doing it now. This is their first year of doing it. Uh, Boise State, it's their first year. Uh, Colorado State, I think, started it two years ago with their new stadium. So there, there are a few venues in the Mountain West who do, but uh, currently, to my knowledge, Utah State does not. At this point in time, I don't believe so. All right, another time out here in the Full Court Press. When we come back, uh, the NFL weekend. There were some surprises in a good way and some surprises in a bad way, some real stinkers. Uh, and, like, how did that happen? So we'll get into that to update <laughs> what took place over this past weekend now that uh, Week 10 is in the books for the NFL, along with our stat that blew our minds and our Player of the Week. West Point Dairy Products at Hiram is hiring. West Point Dairy Products has been manufacturing high-quality butter for over 25 years in Cache Valley. They're currently expanding and want you on their growing team. West Point Dairy Products offers competitive wages for entry-level positions starting at $18 per hour, full benefit packages, double time on Sundays, a $2,000 sign-on bonus, and tremendous opportunities for growth. For immediate consideration, call Express Employment Professionals at 435-213-9595. This is Dave Simmons for Les Olson Company. Your team's in the locker room ready to get out there and play to win. But you see a player you don't recognize. They're wearing your jersey and even know your coach's name. But who are they? Would you let this stranger look at your team's playbook? That's exactly how phishing attacks work. In 2020, the number of phishing attacks against businesses doubled compared to the previous year. Don't take risks. Take action with the Les Olson Security Suite. Get your free network assessment at lesolson.com. The Elements Restaurant is serving a plated Thanksgiving dinner this year with all the holiday classics. Herb roasted turkey breast with a sage turkey gravy, garlic whipped potatoes, and whipped sweet potatoes. Traditional cornbread stuffing and delicious warm rolls. And for dessert, choose between pumpkin pie, pecan pie, or apple pie galette. Let the Elements serve your family a delicious Thanksgiving feast while you spend the day enjoying family and friends. Primetime fills up quickly. Reserve online today at theelementsrestaurant.com or call 75 75- This is Bruce Rigby from Cash Valley Bank. People come to me all the time and say, wow, Cash Valley Bank is growing. We are growing and providing banking services to many communities in Utah and particularly here in Cash Valley. Cash Valley Bank is actively involved in our communities with local people who can make decisions quickly and professionally. We're a community bank and Cash Valley is important to us. Cash Valley Bank, growing, expanding, and proud to have our roots firmly planted in Cash Valley. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Back is Goff. Throws the ball Maybe down the field. It is caught. On a Friday Running night with Boise the football. They do their football rescue. They lateral the ball. They get yep. down inside Whoa. the 40, but finally it's over. Trinity Benson ended up with the ball, and the Steelers right, end up with an overtime tie. Oh, we had some weird audio crosstalk there. Basically, one of the weird ones of uh, of the weekend was 
that uh, tie the Steelers. You can hear the dejection there. That just uh, well, it's a tie. It's an overtime tie. Now here, by contrast, here were the Lions. This was their final call. How they described the events as it unfolded. Goff out of the gun. Goff's got it back to pass. Goff loads and throws deep middle. It is caught. And they tried a little razzle-dazzle, get it to Trinity Benson. Trinity Benson running left sideline, and they throw it. Knocked out of bounds is DeAndre Swift, and that's it. We got a tie. (laughs) Two teams will meet out in the middle of the field to say job well done. Job equally well done on this day by both. That's almost (laughs) a win for the Lions. That's some happy announcing. That's a happy announcing team right there. Uh, the Lions have come so close in so many different games. This was just yet another one that they just couldn't quite pull off. Yeah, they've man, because they lost on the. Uh, oh, I'm blanking on his name. They've Tucker. lost on like two last minute field goals, yeah. if, if, if at least two. And they've been in games, and so <laughs> they still haven't won a game. But this technically does not go down as a loss. So does that mean that if they finish the season the rest of the year winless, are they a winless on the year? <laughs> Technically, yes, but they got a tie. <laughs> That's right. Uh, one of the other big surprises that the uh, the, the Buccaneers um, kind of falling flat to the Washington football team. I, you're going to have to help me with this. So here, here's the thing I don't get is that this is the defending Super Bowl champion. Um, granted, they've lost two in a row. They've had, and they they fell flat against Washington. Although the Washington football team has a very very good defense, although I think they might have lost. Well, yeah, Chase Young. Chase Young. I yeah. think he's out. But they're still six and three. They lead the NFC South. Uh they're they're undefeated at home. Help me, Eric. I'm I'm at a <laughs> loss here. I don't get it. Uh, it was a weird weekend for a lot of different teams, not just them. But look, for Tampa, that was a team that last year, we didn't really know what that team was. They didn't really weren't all in sync and playing well until about this time last year. And then they just went on a roll. So for the Tampa fans, because uh, there are a few bandwagoners out there. Uh, Sitting by the San Francisco ones Lake hanging right out now. in the San Francisco uh, Lake. Um this this team, uh, yes, they've got some older guys, but they it, it took them a minute to figure things out last year, and then they were just fine. So, yeah. uh, another one: Cardinals have been so hot all year long, and now all of a sudden they're slowing down. But I think some injuries have caught up to them too. Yeah, well, they've you know the quarterback position, uh, Colt McCoy filled in there for. Um, Kyler Murray, and and had such a great game last week that I thought, you know, I think a lot of people thought they were just going to keep on rolling, but they, you know, they ran into again a Panther team playing with um, uh, Cam Cam Newton. Golly, I'm getting old, Eric. <laughs> Cam Newton, who came back, and I think they had him. Christian McCaffrey was back. I think they had a little a little juice. A little verve. Will you do? Can we play that tonight at some point or another? Uh, we'll I love that one. That, yeah. um, but you know they they were playing with a little gusto and they were playing playing well and 
you know, it's a tough loss. I, I think the key will be is, uh, you know, whether they get their, their team back, whether Murray comes back. And it's just an ankle injury. Granted, that's a big part of his game. Uh, but, but you know, it'll be interesting to see how that that one plays out. That was a good game. What do you think about the pack, uh, the Patriots uh, in their whole situation? They're playing good ball. They've won four in a row now. Um, Mac Jones is not playing like a rookie. No, he's not. What are your thoughts about that team? Uh, yeah, rough start, but it's a good coaching staff, and they're all they were made it clear they're they're going to develop this quarterback. He is their future. And sticking with it, too. Not being overreactionary, just saying we're going to figure this out. And it's starting to click. It's starting to come together. You know, the thing I get a kick out of with them is a lot of people thought Belichick was going to be very careful, kind of keep it to a short game. It's funny because it's the same routine he had with Brady. You look at that team, they really aren't stars. They don't have a huge running back that's you know carrying the load or wide receivers with names on it. But you know what? They are an explosive team. I think they're second in the NFL in explosive plays. They're just being smart about it, and that's that's a dangerous team. I, you know, four in a row. Granted, their wins were against you know the Jets, the Chargers, who are struggling. That's another team I thought was going to be doing better. They did beat the Panthers, uh, but they just annihilated the Browns, who the week before had a huge win. First week without OBJ. So look out for the Patriots. Yeah. And I know that'll make another certain host happy. <laughs> uh, Dolphins beating the Ravens was a shocker. Yeah. Uh, really didn't see that one coming. And I'll, I, I should have known better that the 49ers, Kyle Shanahan, just knows how to coach against the Rams. But I did not expect that 31-10 to 10 outcome last no. night on Monday night. I want to throw a question at Yeah, I, I didn't prep you on this, so you, you ignore me if you want. I'm, I'm kind of used to Again, I'm Ajay today, so ignore me. It'll be normal. <laughs> These are the teams in first place. Which one do you like the best? Buffalo Bills, Baltimore Ravens, Tennessee Titans, Kansas City Chiefs. They're in the AFC. NFC, Cowboys, Packers, Buccaneers, Cardinals. Which of those eight do you like the best? Oh, gosh. Uh, I'd probably say Buffalo, um, but it's a toss-up between Buffalo and Tennessee. I think those are the two teams that stand out to me that be the most consistent. I like Tennessee, and here's the big reason why. Uh, Henry, Derrick Henry, goes out with a major injury. Um, First of all, it's not my stat. He's been out two games, and he still leads the NFL in rushing. (laughs) So that goes to show. But you know what? They've won two games since. And and I think that's key that they've proven that they can win without them. They can keep doing that. They're the team to beat. All right, another quick timeout. When we come back, we will share the stat that blew our minds and give our player of the week. Stick around. This coming up next in the Full Court Press. And Tremonton is hiring for general production on both shifts, starting at $15.85 per hour, with a shift premium added for second shift. Machine operators on first shift start at $16.65 per hour. 12-hour rotating 223 schedule, which means a three-day weekend every other week. West Liberty Foods offers paid vacations, 401k, medical, dental, and vision insurance. You can also try their new Pick Any Three Days for a part-time schedule. Call 435-207-7000 to speak with a recruiter today. 
Renegade Sports of Logan and Centerville has everything you need for the perfect holiday. Renegade has Utah's largest supply of side-by-sides, four-wheelers, motorcycles, and more. Ski-Doo and Polaris snowmobiles with every rebate and finance option available, including 0% financing OAC. A huge selection of climb winter gear for the entire family. Get there today for the best selection. Leader follow. You decide the ride at the Renegade Sports Park on South Main Logan and Renegade Sports Centerville. We're right in the middle of holiday season. Most of our focus is on family and friends, as it should be. But don't forget your vehicles during the cold winter months. At Valvelinus, an oil change will make it easy on you to get an oil change, have your vehicle's fluids checked, and if needed, check emissions and renew your registration. All while you sit in your warm car. It doesn't get much easier than that. Valvelinus, an oil change, 695 North Main, across from Angie's. The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, The Fan. Either you're a thief and you steal, or you're a vampire that pulls from the juice and the verve and the synergy of the group, or you add to it. There you go, John. Every oh, it's just I, for you. I could listen to that every day and and laugh every time. That's you know, there's always that little you know when you get to the other side, who do you want to have dinner with? <laughs> Mike Leach and Calhoun. That's that's what I want. <laughs> just give them a good lead-in oh. question and say go. Those would be some interesting dinner conversations. Nine three one five texting in. My player of the week would be the whole USU defensive team. Okay, fair enough. Good call. Uh, let's give our thoughts about our player of the week. Time to see who the real MVP is. If you have a good game, your game is going to say that. You, know, you don't have to say it. Puts a lot of cool things in perspective anytime you're the first time doing something. It's the Full Court Press Player of the Week. Let's go! Oh, mine actually is related to that last text. Uh, my player of the week, he did not get conference honors, but he did absolutely deserved to get them. A Johnny Carter for Utah State. Four tackles. He had a sack that went for minus 21 yards, uh, which also counts as a tackle for loss. Uh, he defended one pass. He picked off a pass for, and returned it 45 yards. He forced a fumble and had a fumble recovery. The guy was everywhere for Utah State defensively. Yeah, huge game, and he certainly deserves it. Mine, I'm going to go back a little bit because I haven't been here. Uh, Ridgeline Riverhawks win in the state championship. Mm. And uh, my my player uh, – are we doing player stat? Player of the week. Player of the week, Caden Cox. Amazing year this year and uh, just led that team to a great win for state championship. All right, stat that blew my mind, and for sake of time, we won't play the fancy sounder and the music. Um, but for – for the stat that blew my mind, Kansas, they entered Saturday as 0-100 and as an underdog of at least 24 points since the 1978 FBS-FCS split. Texas, on the other hand, entered Saturday as 79-0 and as a favorite of at least 24 points since 1978. Oof. And who won? Uh, Kansas. Crazy. <laughs> That's a great. I'm going to stick with... Here in Cache Valley, again with the Riverhawks, uh, on their season, they beat their opponents by an average of almost 31 points a game. 
that was more than every team in our region's offense as a whole scored. And I think they scored, their average win was more than the other teams in the state. 75% of the teams scored as a whole on the season. Wow. Dominating team, offense and defense. Yeah. Great uh, season, great run uh, in 4A. Um, excited that that team was able to get that. And uh, they're going to have a pretty good basketball team, too. That'll be fun to see how that maybe plays Maybe another out. championship. Who knows? Well, maybe. But uh, really an exciting run for for Ridgeline. Westside, they're not done. They play Thursday at 9 for their state title in 2A up in Holt Arena. So if you get a chance to go up there and cheer on the Pirates they're going for their third straight championship and uh, third straight season without a loss. Talk about wow. domination. They've been doing it for quite some time. Impressive. Hey, John, thanks so much for tuning in and hanging out, coming in. Always fun to be in. here. Uh, we'll, we'll be live tomorrow at Guild Mortgage, so stop by and say hi. I will.